This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Now, usually at this point, we play you the commentary, but I thought, seeing as it was a nil-nil draw, I thought I'd tell you some jokes. I used to play the triangle in a reggae band, but I left because it was just one ting after another. I tried to explain to my four-year-old that it was perfectly normal to shit your pants, but she's still making fun of me. Doctor, have you got anything for excessive wind? He gave me a kite. I know they were rubbish, but it's better than a nil-nil draw, isn't it? That's just something new for you. But anyway, it's the Wednesday Week! The Wednesday Week. The Sheffield Wednesday Fan Podcast. Hello and welcome to, once again, another episode of the Wednesday Week. We're still going, I think this is our 10th season now, and uh, I've just realised that having turned 39 on Saturday, that when we started this show, I was in my 20s, which now seems an absolute universe away. But uh, on the line with me this week, I've got an uh, old mate of mine, Ash Rogers. Ashley, are you there, pal? How's it going? You all right? I am, Daniel, son. Many happy returns, old boy. Thank you very much. Uh, if I could remember it, I, uh, I could probably tell you I've had a good night, but uh, the, the jury's out on that one, pal. That is a I, good uh, night if you can't remember it. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, you know, I've done all right. Done all right. I, uh, my night culminated in uh, <laughs> in quite the end, but we'll, we'll get to that at some point going forward. Ash, in cool. true fashion, when I'm hosting, we're going to go with true or false. Uh, now, again, I've just written these in the last 30 seconds, so, uh, you know, they're probably not going to be that funny. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. Ash. Yes. Uh, true or false? Because we keep injuring players in the warm-up, Vic has volunteered to hug each player before uh, to warm them up. So hopefully we can have a happy ending. <laughs> well, um, I wonder which place you'd go to first, if the song is correct. Um, I think, I think that's going to be true, really, because I, 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 I think think I Vic- can confirm that is true. That is true. <laughs> it is true, yes. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Winning. Vic, I was, I was going to come straight to you to confirm it. You see, I was, I was doing a little segue there. I didn't even need to bother. <laughs> so, going, it's almost like I've been doing this since I was <laughs> in my 20s. How depressing is that? Yeah, I was just, in my just, 20s. The world was yeah. just ahead of me. Now yeah, it's... I don't, I don't. I've spent an hour tonight cleaning my makeup brushes with a new contraption from Amazon. And I think, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> what is my life? Yeah, yeah. And what I've realised is I, I, that working in the, in the night game that I do, or, or I, I, I don't think it's exclusively uh, exclusive. I think that's the term. Yeah, I'm going I'm to go with that. Um, I, I don't know if you're the same as me, Vic, but on, on one of my days off, I need to have one of those days where I go to savers. Do you know what I mean? You know, you just go, shit, I need, I need a savers run. Do you know what I mean? Been, that has been my yeah. argument that I'm sure will come to later. You know, with like the road closures and stuff. I was like, yeah. 
do they really think that I sit and wait until like midday so I can go to the riverside? I have to go to home bargains on a Saturday morning. <laughs> That's what I do. I work full time. It's a very important moment for me. Either that or a big shop. I alternate. A big shop. So, yeah. a, big, a big shop. Uh, I could just see you. Sorry, Dan. I could just I could just see you going down the aisles and savers, looking at your uh, Axe Africa because it's not yeah. links. It's Axe. Yeah. Axe. Axe. There. Yeah. Classic. You, you, you're, you're an axe man. I could tell. <laughs> You'd be surprised, mate. I miss I miss Lynx Inca. I thought that was the OG, but it's all right. Africa's still going. Dun, 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 dun. Vic, you sound upbeat. How was your weekend? You had a good time? You all right? Yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? It was better than most, I think. Um, I had a lovely time. I had I had a migraine Saturday morning, so that was a bit shit. So I stayed in bed till 12. Uh, but yeah. Obviously, I can just roll to the ground. Well, yeah. roll a lot further now, but we'll come yeah. to that. Um, <laughs> and then, and then I went to bed on Saturday night. I was watching X Factor. Right, sorry, this is really on the tangent here, but it's it's my life. Um, I have nobody to talk to. I live alone. Um, so I was watching X Factor with the dog, and it got there were some people I'm from Love Island who I know who they are because I watch Love Island. But I was just like, this is shit. And I looked at the dog, and she looked fed up. And I went, should we just go to bed? Should we just go to bed? So we did at half past nine, right? Saturday morning, Sunday morning, woke up to a little broom, broom, like she does every morning to let me know she's awake at half past eight. And the clocks went back. That means me and the dog had 12 <laughs> hours sleep on Saturday. And we were buzzing. <laughs> we went to the seaside. We had fish and What seaside did you go to? We walked on the beach for a couple of hours. Uh, we it sounds like a sexually transmitted yeah. disease, yeah. only uh, only cured by... It, it, yeah, it sounds like, like one, something you get fair. cured by our former fullback, Ver- Vermigil. Yeah, so we had a lovely time. We went oh, to God. the beach and then we came home. We did a few The things tours. you do when there's no football. So, yeah, it's been, do you know what? It's been a nice weekend. It's been <laughs> Vic's awful. had a great weekend. I've She's had 12 hours. Well, I've had a good weekend, Vic, so I'm going to segue right into true or false. Are you ready? Vic, true or false? I yep. got so drunk on my birthday this weekend. It culminated in me making balloon animals at 1am on a train from London, where the crescendo was a bunny rabbit I made for the conductor. No, side note, it wasn't that kind of rabbit that you're thinking of. <laughs> I would go, right, okay, this is this is kind of two-pronged, because I think it's true, but I think it is the kind of rabbit that I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, it is true, but it was just a normal bunny rabbit made out of balloons. Oh. I mean... To be fair, once I'd done that little pop thing on the end, it, it looked a bit suggestive, but uh, but yeah. <laughs> once a red coat, always a red coat. Isn't it? Go on, Ash. That, was, that wasn't a Freudian slip, was it? They said two prongs. <laughs> you know, uh... <laughs> oh, God, that was a really <laughs> early knob gags, that one. I don't, I don't even know what you in. mean. I don't even know what a rabbit is. Right then. Okay, so to complete our contingent of weakers this week, uh, Laura. Uh, it's been a while since you've been on, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, about a month or so now. Oh, wow. Well, welcome back. Welcome back to the team. How was your weekend? All all right for yeah. you? Having a good time? Did you? How did you fill your just, non-football chalice? I'm just dreaming about 12 hours sleep. I haven't had that for four years. <laughs> I haven't had it for 31 years, love. It was wonderful. <laughs> Honestly, it's worth doing. There's an app you can download called Calm, right? And I listen to a story called The Waterfall. And I've gone before she's even got to waterfall. I'm out. If you've just joined us, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Post Office Chat. Uh, Join (laughs) us next week for uh, for just popping in for a stamp. And her next door has just had her dog put down. (laughs) All right, then. So, women. I love you. It's more women's weekly. Isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Start talking about knitting patterns soon. Forgot. Let's do football quick. Uh, True or false, Laura? (laughs) <laughs> Laura, quick before before we descend into uh, menstrual cycles, Laura. Southampton got such a spanking on Friday, Pornhub have put it on there as its own category. True or false? <laughs> that, that's got to be true. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, well done. You've done really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being, being down here, that in was fun really to be around. In the really sort of deviant S and M section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's in the it's in the dark web. That one, you know what I mean. You've you've got to you've got to send your credit card details and all sorts of shit for that one. But um, but right then. So, 
uh, I, I kept saying that there was a, it was a football-free weekend, but it is it is a little bit frustrating playing on a Friday night because your plans are kind of done, aren't they? You know what I mean? Hold but, on, uh, what? No, wait, we didn't play Friday night. We played Sunday morning. No. F'd it. <laughs> Saturday morning. morning. God almighty. Oh, this is the oh, Wednesday week, Dan. Dan. This is the Wednesday week, Dan. Not I had so many shit jokes ready to go. Well. Yeah, sorry. Right, okay. We played Saturday morning, and by three o'clock, you know, your bet's already fallen to shit. So, uh, you know, I mean, guys, I, I personally thought it was a, a great performance by a number of players. Vic, I'll come to you first. I mean, once he'd let you out your house, uh, how did that go for you? <laughs> it was, do you know what? I thought we were absolutely brilliant. I think it was, I think at the time it was a frustrating game to watch because obviously I was a fan of one of the sides. But I genuinely think if I'd have been in neutral, sat at home watching it before I went to Hillsborough, I'd have sat and watched the whole thing. I thought it was great. I thought it had every bit of dirty leads that it needed, apart from a few leg breakers. There weren't that many of them. There was a lot of diving. Leads seem to, they've changed, haven't they? They've changed. There's no longer like a, a David Prutton or somebody there to break your legs. Now it's just like, oh, oh. And like people just go diving for miles, like like Fair dolphins across the pitch. Fair play, Ward. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great game. I thought it was. I thought it had everything to it. It had two goalkeepers who, let's be honest, kept both teams level. Um, I think had one of their goals gone in, it might have been a completely different story. Had one of ours gone in, it would have been a completely st- different story. But I think as it stands, it was probably fair. Um, I think we probably edged them, but I probably got blue and white tinted glasses on there. But I, I enjoyed it. I thought I thought everyone had a decent game. Um, the only person who I think probably struggled a bit, and it's completely unfair to say it, is Pelopesi. I thought he put in some great tackles. He made a very good foul for his booking, like he had to do it. Um, and but I think he was drafted in at the last minute. He was kind of just thrown into it, and he got on with it. And I think when I, because obviously, like I said, I had a migraine in the morning. So I didn't get there till 12. I'd seen, I'd kind of like woken up from a migraine, checked the line up and gone, oh yeah, all right. And then got there and I was like, where's Bernard? And Dad was like, oh, he got injured in the warm-up. And I thought, oh no, no, that's it, that's it. But it wasn't. We're not We're not a one-man team. And we've said this about Forestieri before as well. It's quite nice to see that, you know, if if one of our best players does disappear, the rest can stand up. And it, I thought it was absolutely outstanding. I thought Morgan Fox was outstanding. I thought Iofa was outstanding. I thought Hutch did good. Um, I thought that New Hugh was great. Obviously, Westwood was brilliant. Palmer had a few great moves in him as well. I thought it was just a, an all-round great game. Amazing. I, I, you know what? I don't, I don't disagree with much of what you said there, Vic, to be fair. You know, don't, you, know you can record that for you. You can have that as your ringtone, actually. But, uh, <laughs> I've but still Ash... got that tweet said where it says, I agree with Vic. I was like, <laughs> I yes, I've saved it. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. get it printed and put on my office wall. <laughs> now, Ash, Vic touched upon it there. Um, you know, obviously we had the 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 injury to to Burner in the um, in in the warm up, the second one on the second game on the bounce. Like, it's a bit weird. I don't know what they're making them do before the game, but um, unfortunate thing to happen. Joey Pelopesi stepped in. Sam Hutchinson stepped stepped to the back line. I mean, we have Kieran Lee on the bench. We had we had players of it. Was would that have been the decision you'd have made? I mean, how did you think he did? Well, oh yeah, obviously. Um, just before kick off, the change came, and uh, when when I seen that Hutch was uh, dropped back to centre back, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to put my mortgage on a yellow card, Hutchinson yellow card all day. Um, but no, he kept his composure, and obviously he didn't get didn't get the book in. Uh, Percy, I thought did well, like Vic Vic alluded to, uh, came in at the last minute, and uh, yeah, I thought he was steady, um, did his job, and. I think we all know what his job is when he when he plays. He's not nothing fancy. He's not going to go box to box. He's, he's there to protect. He's there to break up. He's there to just to get the ball lay it off to Bannon and for Bannon to uh, to uh, make something with the ball. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought he did well. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I don't think either. Monk doesn't fancy Kieran Lee, or he's not hundred percent. Don't trust him, but um, he's not getting the minutes, is he? He's, he's not starting. He's 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 doesn't comes off the bench for the last ten or whatever. So I, I don't know. I, I I like Kieran Lee, and I think a lot of the fans 
do. Want him to see, see him do well. Ash, do, just, you, uh, do you think with Kieran Lee it's more of a, a fitness issue that he's only getting a bit part at the minute? You, you know, he has been out for like two years. And, um, yeah. you know, I've, I've been banned from my, sit, uh, you know, from my Sunday league team for the last uh, two months. And uh, trying to run last week, God almighty, my, my lungs were like raisins. Do you know what I mean? Do you reckon that's got something to do with it? No, probably your inability to quit the fags and alcohol's your, your problem, Dan. There, <laughs> I was um, going to say it's not but... really a comparison. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> you versus Kieran Lee for fitness. I think Jesus Kieran Lee. Christ. I think I that's think... like me saying honestly, I'm got like, better than you. can run. They, honestly, if you see me run, I just, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, I, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think you are right, Dan. But I think what what. What would do me and, and probably some other fans as well is that obviously he's he's been given a new deal, and if he's not hundred percent fit, what we're we in thirteen games now, mm-hmm. and he's been given a new deal. If he's not proven that he's there or that after this long, and what we've what we've heard from the preseason that Bruce or I shouldn't say his name, but he gave them for fitness wise, then you'd have thought that he would be hundred percent. You can rely on him, and for him not to play him. I think, I think there still is a, a question mark over his fitness. Um, yeah, but Pelly, but Pelly Pesce, um, I, I know same as every Wednesday player. He's, he's got his, uh, he's got his knockers. Uh, no pun, but um, I think he does. A, he did a great job. Like Vic said, uh, agree totally with what she said. Uh, I think every player stood up and did the job that they need to do, and I'd got no issues. The only issue I had was I came out of there disappointed with a with a draw. To be honest, yeah, I I, th- I think Vic said it as well. I, th- I think I think we edged it, didn't we, somewhat? But um, but I think what what there is there, Laura, is a a great there's a, there's a great stat about both teams actually in terms of their defensive records in the in the calendar year. But there's like a um, you know. We were really good at the back. I mean, what what stood out for you for for both defences? Really, it didn't look like there was going to be a goal scored had we not hit the woodwork so many times. I mean, what did you reckon? Yeah, they're both really tight at the back. I mean, it helps if you've got a good keeper that you trust at the back of you. Mm. Um, but when you've got players like Hutchinson who can drop into uh, central defence, because I've al- I've always liked Hutchinson there. He's he plays a lot calmer and he's more commanding in that position than he is in midfield because it, it's his natural position. If it weren't for his knees, that's where he would be playing. Um, and it, he is much calmer there. But Iofa as well m- has made a huge difference. He's really strong in the tackle. He likes to dribble the ball out instead of lumping it forward. Um, and when he plays alongside Berner, whose strengths are more in the air, between him, between Borna and Iofa, there's strength in the air and on the floor. And then Palmer's been playing really well. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just tighter, and it's got even tighter under Gary Monk. Because, uh, I mean, like, since... Um, I think we've only conceded four since Gary Monk's took over. Wow. Only five wow. since Iofa's been playing in defence since end of August. I mean, when you compare that to Tom Lees, who only played three games this season and we conceded four in those three games, you've got to think, is Tom Lees going to get his position back? Looking very unlikely, so. I think that's one good thing about Monk, isn't it? Like we've been saying, in like obviously Kieran Lee, Forestieri haven't walked back into the side and I think it's going to be the same with Tom Lees. He's making people work for it. Um, I think that's kind of something that you... You know, we've talked before about the new generation of managers coming through and obviously Gary Monk's not that old. You know, he, I saw him play for Wednesday. Um, so, you know, he, he remembers that. He's a lot fresher to that sort of mindset and he's kind of going to be there. Like, you know, he was a bit of a shit kicker to coin a Danford yep. phrase in his time. And he he's kind of looking at it and going, don't give a shit about what your name is, pal. Prove it to me. And it's working, you know, he's making them all fight for a place. Forestieri was warming up like you wouldn't believe on Saturday, desperate to get on the pitch. And from about 65 minutes, the way he was warming up, we all assumed he would be. He didn't come on to Lake Tiard. 
it was just like that was that was how he's making them work. Did you think that was a bit too late for to to bring him on? Did you think? I, yeah, I thought it was too late. Um, I would have probably switched him about about seventy minutes, and I would probably, although this has been controversial on Twitter this week, but I would have probably switched him with Adam Reach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Reach still doesn't look a hundred percent on it. Um. I know that obviously there are there are other things with reach. It's not just a physical thing, um, and I think he needs a bit of time and space. And I think you know that would have been the perfect opportunity for Forestieri to come on. However, I'm completely wrong because Gary Monk did the right thing. He brought him mm-hmm. on at the right time. We got a point from it. Um, but I do think he's not about the big names. And the thing with Tom Lees, and we've said this before as well, is you know he has a mistake in him every game. He does. Um, I also did on Saturday. He made a he made a complete howler at one point. I can't remember the exact moment, but he did. But he cleared it up. He sorted it. It was fine. Everyone else gathered around and sorted the situation out. Um, but I do think with Tom Lees, it's a bit like Lee Bullen. You know, every single game, Lee Bullen used to hit a ball and it'd spin fifty yards into the air, and it would just be a standard Lee Bullen move every game. He'd always clear it up. He'd always sort it, but it was always there every single game. And I think it's like that with Tom Lees. Um, and to be honest, I've I've not really shied away from it. I've, I've I think that Tom Lees has probably had a year too long with us, but I think we needed to bring in a couple of players to prove that. And now he can possibly move on or do whatever he needs to do eventually at the end of this season, or he could come back and completely prove me wrong and absolutely boss it. I don't know. I don't think he. I think if, if we did get into the Premier League, which you know we're not allowed to look at the league table before Christmas. Um, <laughs> I don't think he would be in the plans there, um, as probably a lot of players probably wouldn't be, to be fair. Um, but, yeah, I think it's interesting. I don't think he'll walk back into the side. No, I uh, I, th- I think you're right. I think he, he may get a fortuitous, uh, a fortuitous run in the team, depending on how long Burner's out for. We're still yet to uh, yet to find out, really, aren't we? But um, but like you say, you know, like, like, like you've all alluded to, you've got Sammy Hutchinson who can... Uh, who can step into that role? And he, and Joey managed to uh, managed to hold his own a little bit in there, didn't he? Dan, Dan, what what do and everyone else? Sorry, I'm butting in here, but on, what's uh, what's everyone's thoughts on like Thornley? Because obviously Thorn, Thornley was on the bench, uh, and if mm. you see a if you see a centre midfielder, you've you've had a last minute injury, you're on the bench, and you you're thinking, hang on, he, manager's going to turn to me here. How do you think he's going to feel that? Obviously, Hutchinson, yeah. yes, we know, is more experienced. I see what you're saying. in that position. But it just seems yeah. that... I don't know, it was a big game as well. So, but no, it just, I, I, I see I, what you're saying, but you needed Hutchinson's experience in that team against Leeds. Thornley's been out no, for a long time now. He's been out of the side for a while. He had his confidence yeah. knocked after Lahukai left. Mm-hmm. He needs some game time, but it weren't that isn't the right game for him. I think I think with you know, we're talking we're back to this situation again with Lahukai, you know, everything went to shit, didn't it, let's be honest. And there were a lot of youth players that were brought in that probably weren't ready. Um and you look at a lot of teams in our position, we're we're new into this position, if you like. We we got there under Carlos a couple of times, but it wasn't really expected of us. It was kind of a bit of a shock the first time. The second time we kind of expected it because we should have been because of the first time. But I think most teams in our position would be loaning players out at this point or getting them game time somewhere else. And I think, you know, we owe it to the likes of Thornley, Matt Penny, um, Ash Baker. There were a couple of others, weren't there, who who almost, they, they broke into the first team, but they weren't quite there. And I think they almost need to go down, you know, not... Not too far, but just down a league below or to the bottom of this league and just get some game time, like you said, Laura, and just build up the confidence again. Because I can't imagine that Lahukai did anything for their confidence. Um, it was, I, I think, if you look at it from like a bird's eye perspective, it was either he gave them a lot of confidence by putting them into games that they probably shouldn't have been ready for. Or he gave them no confidence by mm. putting them into games that they weren't ready for. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So... There's something not worked out there, and I think you know that man has a lot to answer for for this football club. But I'd rather he just <laughs> never appeared anywhere near Sheffield again. Um, but I do think I think players like Thornley, we we owe him a loan move, we owe him a decent run, 
We don't owe him the under 23s. We owe him something that he can go and settle down for six months, go and play for a team. You know, look at Palmer. We did it with Palmer. We sent him to Tranmere and he did amazing at Tranmere, came back to us and he's been a different player ever since, especially the last couple of seasons. Mm. But it took time. And I think you've got to, you've got to invest that time in people. If you're not a club that can go and buy a centre half for 10 million quid, we're not. Um, you know, that, that that's a Jordan Rhodes situation. <laughs> um, but we're, we're not the kind of club that can just go and spaff 10 million quid on a centre half. So therefore, if we've got somebody like Thornley, who may well be worth decent money in the future, invest in him now and send him out on loan to clubs that we've got a good relationship with. You know, we've we've obviously got a good relationship with all the local teams because the managers know each other. So and Monk's been around everywhere. He knows people. I think it's time to give him a shot somewhere else. I I I, th- I think I think you might be right, and I think uh, I think it should be something that's going to be on the cards coming up soon. But uh, but going back now, Ash. Uh, now I tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm going to give you some background to this now, girls. Um, if you can cast your mind back to 1998, there was a uh, there was a tournament happening in France. And uh, and Ash and I were on holiday in Tenerife, and uh, we went in this bar, little known bar called Lineker's on the uh, on the front in Tenerife there, and um, and there was this this girl behind this bar that everybody was drooling over, every man in the venue was drooling over, and on the night we got kicked out by the Argentinas out, out by the Argentinians out the World Cup, um, Ash just sat there bawling his eyes out on the steps leading to Lineker's, and the the one girl that everybody was after came and put put her arm around him and went, "Are you all right, love? Do you know what I mean?" He went, "We're at a World Cup," and I tell you, the envy from every man in the venue, from just well, you know, Ash was the, the, the you know the the luckiest and and most loathed man in that venue right then. However, I just had to get that story in earlier in that evening. Um, we were watching the uh, the World Cup game against Argentina, and Sol Campbell back in the day used to do these big wonderful striding runs out of the middle of defence, straight down the middle of the pick pitch. Now, Ash, did Dominic Iorfa remind you of those runs, or were you too pissed at the time to remember those runs? Uh, that was a hell of a second. Uh, I it think was, I was, uh, it was. It was. That was a... You weren't, weren't around a couple of roundabouts there, mate. Did you get there? Um, yeah, I, I was, I'm quite quite impressed with him, to be honest. I think uh, I think he has got that about him that's bringing it out of the defence uh, yeah I've, I think he's probably got a long long way to go to uh, compare him to Sol Campbell um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, footballing wise he's, he's probably a better man he's probably a better manager but uh, footballing wise um, yeah he, he did He on Saturday and the last few games he has looked very um composed i mean he, like vic said earlier he has made i think every player's got it in him the the ability to make a couple of slips and misjudgments but he just seemed to have the pace and the the positioning uh to to make up for that and to cover for other people i mean i've i've seen him before for um for wednesday with uh, adabeju playing at the right back where he's been found wanting in the wrong position and who's there but i has come round the back covering um so yeah, I, th- I think I'm really impressed with him. I know when he first moved, uh, I, th- I think he did do a, I think he did do an interview where he said his preferred position was centre back. Uh, and at the time, obviously we'd got Hector and Lee's there, and everyone's going, "Well, you're not going to get there, are you?" In centre back, and he played right back a few times, and uh, yeah, going down the right, stretching his legs, he, he looked quite uh, mm-hmm. quite good. But but I mean, filling in at centre back. Well, should we say might not be filling in now? He might be making it his own. Um, I've mm-hmm. been really impressed with him. I think uh, he, he may. I know we've had some freebies, and he's he's only a couple hundred grand, whatever it was. But I think he could be a cracking buy, looking like it in the first coming up to his first year. Absolutely, I think he's uh, yeah, I think he's brilliant, really now, good. Now, Laura, he actually sort of favours dribbling rather than passing because I don't mm-hmm. think his passing is actually so that Dan. good. His passing need, needs some improvement, I think. Um, Tom Lee's to give him his dues can pass a ball. Um, yeah, he can. 
from Borna. Um, he prefers to sort of dribble it out of defence, which, which is another dynamic that's actually quite useful to us. But I don't think we're going to be expecting any pinpoint crosses from him. <laughs> he kind of he catches people completely unaware, doesn't he? He's a bit of a reader Johnson in that situation, or or Magic Bagheera. Remember him? Like just oh, this Magid. monster Do from centre half that'll just leg it up the pitch, and everyone's going, "Hey!" Mm. And then he keeps going. You go, "Oh my god, he's <laughs> doing yeah, so Where's he here. going? Yeah. Yeah, what's going on? like Emerson Tom. Emerson Tom used to do that. Yeah. Oh, <clears> like, why, where are you? Why are you up there? Yeah. Get back. But that was one thing on Saturday. Actually, like, whenever he did get up there, in fairness, there was always somebody back, and it was usually Harris and Hutchinson were there and ready to cover for him. So the system mm. that kind of Monks got working there was brilliant. And even like he's he was so anti counter attack on Saturday as well, in that every time it looked like you know the goal their goalkeeper caught the ball, our defense back four was straight back in line. It was like military precision, like everybody was back in their spot. And that that's you know you can't teach that, but that is coaching. That is that is a coach saying right, boom. As soon as it goes to shit up there, you are back in your place. And he did like everyone. Everyone ran back to their spot. But I think one one thing that I've not mentioned and none of us have is Barry bloody Bannon was outstanding mm. on Saturday. Mm. He has stepped up with that little armband like you wouldn't believe. And it is a complete contrast. Him being captain under Gary Monk is completely different to whenever he's been captain before. Mm. Because when he's been captain before, he's been a bit of a diva, which he is, you know, uh, and gingery, gingery, Scottish. You know, we have that feisty bit in us, but he's Scottish as well, so wow. Um, but, you know, he's got this sort of... He sometimes has a bad attitude with stuff like that, and he wasn't quite ready to be a captain before, and something's happened. I don't know if it's Bully working with him, if it's Gary Monk or whatever, but someone seems to have calmed him down and just made him mature into that role, and he absolutely is our captain now. There's no question, like... Tom Lees can come back, fine, whatever. But Barry Bannon has stepped up so well into that role. And some of the passes he played on Saturday were absolutely pinpoint precision yeah. to that player's feet. Yeah. They were unbelievable. I, I, like he could he, like he's gotta he's just outstanding, isn't he? He's gotta be our best player of the last however many years. And you know, he's he's overtaken you, Forestieres, for that that sort of reason. He's just so consistent. He, he had a few bad games last season, and, you know, I was the first to say that. But in fairness to him, he has stepped up this season. He wears the armband, and he he lives and breathes football, doesn't he? His, his entire being is football. So I, I just just wanted to mention him. He was brilliant no, on I Saturday. Think, I think you're right. I think um, what Barry Bannon's been guilty of in the past is dropping too deep and trying to spread those big balls from the, you know what I mean, straight across there, big Hollywood ball here. And what he did, he stayed in position and absolutely bossed that midfield. He was absolutely everywhere to the point where when the defenders, the Leeds defenders were getting their touches and taking it off the toe of Fletcher, um, Barry was there to clean back up because his positioning was so good. I thought it was one of the best games I've seen him play in a Wednesday shirt. Now, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But speaking of that, um, Laura, now this, this player has been much maligned. And I think, uh, you know, I've, I've spoke to the other lads and, and, and Vic about, about this player a lot. And, uh, you know, Vic and I have been really proud of him, the way he's let his football do the talking. But our left fullback um, came came away from from Saturday morning with a serious amount of plaudits and a serious amount of well done. I thought some of them were a bit over the top, if I'm honest. I, I didn't think he absolutely shone out. I, I thought he did the job and did it well. I mean, so how did you feel Morgan Fox went and how has he been the last couple of weeks for you? I, I've never had a problem with Morgan Fox. <laughs> this is the thing, is that uh, I said last time I were on, I think, about we've had some really bang average players in the past that haven't been as maligned as he is. Mm. Um, Derek Geary being one, I don't know why we loved him. I didn't, never understood it. I never got it. <laughs> well, no, I, I think I mentioned Tomato last time in that everybody worshipped the ground that he walked on, but he weren't a brilliant footballer when you actually look at him. Um, 
uh, Fox had done anything best mates wrong. with Cristiano Ronaldo. That's all that well, matters. Yeah, we were just there. trying to be nice to him in case he brought his mates with him, Laura. That's what it were. <laughs> Is that what it were? Um, I thought he had a good game. I think he's been pretty solid for the last sort of month or so. I mean, he, there was... um. He nearly assisted a goal, didn't he, in first half. He put a lovely pass through uh, for Fletcher. Um, he's finding he's finding the balls. He's marking his man. He's putting in the tackles. I don't know what more he could do. He also put that block on the line, didn't he? He did. That was, that oh, was yeah, outstanding. He did. I mean... Yeah. I think, I think exactly. he's had so much shit and he's been so Well, exactly. If that had been born, so doing that again. So professional about the whole thing. They'd have been wetting themselves about the fact <laughs> well, yeah. that Bonner cleared it off at line yeah. again. I, I don't think it's, it's quite similar to Newhue, really. Like Newhue wasn't as professional as you know. We've we've seen stuff before about Newhue, Sammy Hutchinson, kind of giving it back to the crowd. And Morgan Fox hasn't. He's gone there. Mm. He's done his job. All right, maybe poorly, but he's he's gone home and he's worked on it and he's come back and he's he's a brilliant. Fullback in this league, I think he's fantastic he's, he's this got season. A bit of the Lewis Buxton he stepped for up. me in his oh, temperament. Don't, don't mention no, that. No, I don't mean in his ability. I mean in his temperament. He's got that sort of very calm. Not. I'm just going to go for a lie down. I'll be two minutes. Okay, yeah, you go and have a go and fan yourself a little bit. <laughs> what the fuck else going on? Let's <laughs> 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 screw me here. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Right, she said the Right, Ash. The two, yes. the, the girls have mentioned there two, two players that have um, have done a job. Um, you know, we seem to have we seem to have found this this role for for New Hugh that we've we've teased with in the past, where he just goes and absolutely breaks down defenses, whether it be in the last ten minutes or which he kicks the crap out of them for you know for the for the first <laughs> for seventy odd. Because I mean, you know, when you see Stephen Fletcher up front with Atinu in a four four two, your first thought is, well, you can see how we're going to try and win this one. Then you know what I mean. Um, now, big yeah. big Dave, there. You've also got Morgan Fox, both. Um, both out of contract at the end of the season. Now, we're probably going to get Atinu seven goals in seven games at the end of the season. He'll get himself another year and that. Now, do you think... I think Morgan Fox is the interesting one in this because I think that uh, the Star did an article on it today as well, actually. Do you think that Morgan Fox will stay on at Sheffield Wednesday because he's doing a job? Or do you think we could probably spend that money elsewhere on, you know, another fullback? You know, I mean, what, what do you reckon? I think it'll... Um... I think it all depends on on how we finish. I think if if we do get to the promised land, uh, I think it is there is obviously positions that we've got to strengthen. And I mean, when was it? Oh, we're talking a couple of months ago, seven weeks, something like that. We mm-hmm. were talking about the Boo Boys for for Fox. Yep. And we couldn't believe, obviously, that he was getting booted. And now, obviously, there's not too many of them on Twitter now, are there? So. Um, it's a fickle world football, but I think you've got to look. You've got to be realistic, and I've I've got no issue with Morgan Fox. I think his performances over the last five six games have been well, nothing short of a great turnaround. I think is is obviously um, took it uh, if they listen to all the all the crap that's spouted about him. Put his head down in the training field. Gary Monk's obviously doing his job. Lee Bullen, all the backroom staff are, are doing something. He's out listening. He's working hard. Is doing what he needs to do in a match, like uh, like Laura says, he um, he's doing a job on the field. What he, what he, what he's got to do now when it comes to next season, or oh, we don't know, do we? If if or when, bit of a bit of a optimist here, <laughs> um, we get promoted, then yeah, I think he would be one of the positions that we we look to strengthen, uh, and yeah, maybe steps his head doesn't leave the club. I don't think, I don't think we'll be able to uh, get two left backs in and uh, in the Premier League and obviously fight for that one position. But I think it, it will be, it'll be there. It'll still be at Sheffield Wednesday, in whatever capacity, whatever league we're in. All right, well, Big Dave. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you know, I'm the president of the uh, 
Big Dave uh, appreciates This is where the Vic's going to chime in on you now, uh, Ash. Chair, uh, I'm chairman. It's time. Cha- <laughs> is it just you two sat around the table with Lord H going, I think he's amazing, mate. I think he's great. <laughs> well, you can add me to that board because I think he's great. Well, no. Christ, yeah, I'm a mother. Right, Dan. Right. We've changed, we've, cha- we've changed the podcast name. We've changed the podcast name now. Dan's out because yeah. obviously he's not with us. So uh, I think it's the uh, the Atty Week now. I think it's going to be called. <laughs> do you remember when when Sky Sports used to do that player cam thing where you could watch <laughs> one player for the whole yeah, match? Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if we just did a podcast just dedicated to every touch of Atty Newfuse game? Most of it would be spent walking around looking like he's just lost his spoon that he's just put down while he's making a brew. Lost his spoon. What have I done with it? Spoons I've had in this house. (laughs) Honestly, where have I put that fucking spoon? Like, that's exactly how he walks around. (laughs) <laughs> it's like that Pulp Fiction gif, you know, John Travolta. Yeah, yeah. He's in the room, just says it. <laughs> that looks left and right. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's it, are you okay? It's the sort of like Neanderthal arms here. that he kind of throws. Yeah. Like, like Kevin the Teenager from, oh, from, uh, oh what was his name? Harry Enfield. Kevin. Harry, uh, yeah, Harry Enfield. Harry yeah. Enfield. He walks like that, like, oh, my God. I've lost my spoon. I can't even remember <laughs> I've, why I've come into this room. Yeah. That is exactly what he does. And I think I think a full podcast of that would be absolutely brilliant. I know my <laughs> mum would listen. Lord Hillsborough would listen. And that's yeah. all I care about. <laughs> all right. Oh, Christ. Okay, so, I mean, Laura, you know, sh- shine us some light on this. Do you reckon Big Dave's going to stay with us next season? Whether we get to- so let's let's say for example we, we pull a Leeds and end up staying in the league. You know, getting to the promised land is unknown chartered territory. But let's let's say if we have to take another bite at the Championship cherry, do you stay? Do you reckon Big Dave will stay with us? I can't see why not. I <laughs> we have nobody else like him. I, I, yeah, fact, we have nobody else like him, and he brings a big he brings a dimension into the game that nobody else does in the club. And statistically, we always play better when he's on the pitch. And that's because he drags a lot of other players with him, this big sort of magnet that he is. He takes two or three players away from play. If we had better strikers, we'd be scoring more goals because they'd have more space because he's dragging them along with him. <laughs> he, he brings more, more than goals. To, to our club, I, I, 100%. You know, yeah, Vic's been arguing that point for about five years now, on just specifically on this show. Now, okay. It, you're right. It, sorry, but putting in again, it, it does bring more than goals, but then you need someone to score them. We, we haven't had for yeah, a fair few years saying. now a 20-odd 20, 20 goal, 20-odd season I mean, striker. I, so we do. So, so we do, though, we don't, don't we? That, we do have we those because we've got like Fletcher, Paul Williams. we've got we've got Winnall, who they're both proven that they can do it. We just we've not seen that yet. But with Fletcher, in fairness nope. to Fletcher, apart not... from Saturday, what the hell has he done wrong? You know, people around me no, no, slated him no. on Saturday, my mother included. No, he didn't do all wrong. Oh no, no, I, I agree. He does nothing wrong. He's really but well on Saturday. He's not. He's, he's not going to be a twenty odd goal and. I don't think Winnell is going to be five goals a season. Uh, I, Rhodes, obviously, we we yeah, that he's a he's someone else. Forestier is not getting the minutes, the games. I, you can't expect him to to get into a game after what is it, eight to six minute he come on um, and score the goal. If he starts, we don't know because he's not getting the minutes. I just can't see where I, we're saying we've got all these striking options and all these players, but I still can't see where any of them. Are going to get twenty, even near twenty goals. Do you know? Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I know we've got Dave, and he does does his thing, and he's not going to get you ten goals, or unless he's up contracts up. We know that. But I just, if he's if he offers something else, I want another somebody else to stand up and and get. But then when we played goals, Super yeah, and Fletcher, we didn't get it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, we yeah, did for a long time. Is a, a smaller quicker striker with somebody like a Jermaine Defoe who's a bit of a chocolate boxer who can run with some pace if you've got him and you who alongside sorry him, Laura you're going to have to a, a bit of a what 
A chocolate box. Sir. What's a chocolate box? Have you never heard that before? No, I mean I've, I've been referred to. I've been referred to as a jigsaw. Quality tweet. <laughs> Quality tweet. Underrated. Quality I've, tweet. I've been referred to as a jigsaw player because <laughs> I fought a bits in the box. And what, what's a chocolate box? Sir? Somebody who just basically hags around the box. <laughs> Where the fuck does that term come from? The fifties. The <laughs> <laughs> Where did, you, oh, where did you hear that? Brilliant. Was that on Love Thy Neighbour? It just be a family thing then. A shit kicker. I've played football for some managers. I've played for some managers who at half time dropped, dropped every every cliche in the yeah. world at half time to yeah. a team talk. Uh, uh, I don't think I've ever heard that one. Yeah, I've never heard myself. Well, I wouldn't, but I've never been described as. Chocolate boxer. Chocolate boxer. All right. Well, I'm glad we Definitely cleared. Definitely not. I'm glad yeah. we cleared that one up. I'm, yeah. I'm just writing these notes down. The anger about the box. Right. Okay. So, so <laughs> somebody like a, a Michael Owen, a Jermaine Defoe. So, you know, obviously, you know, we're not talking that we're going to get these players, but you know, somebody like that that's going to cause that that issue because I don't think Forestieri does that role really, does he? No, because you don't know what's going off his Forestieri's brain, do you? So he he, he can get marred on one week mm. and then jump in the crowd be amazing the next week so you you can't yeah you can't exactly depend on him you need somebody who's dependably consistent yeah and i know that's like the dream okay uh but i i keep harking back to the days of paul williams when when hirsty had paul williams at cider him mm. That were like a dream team. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think but you're not. You're not going to get that, are you? At the minute, I don't. I don't. If those players yeah, exist, yeah. mate. I, <laughs> I'm trying to think of one to name at the minute. But uh, but listen, let, you know, we've managed to get 45 minutes out of a nil-nil draw. I think we've done really well there. So what I'm going to do is going to have a bit of a change attack and talk about the Hillsborough experience. Now, uh, Vic, being living in what we're going to refer to now oh, as, no. as Ground Zero. Um, you know, t- tell us, tell us about you know why, what, what paraphernalia had through the uh, had through the door. I mean, did they just lock you in your house and then let you out? Is it like, you know, is it like at Butlins? Do you get like a tannoy speaker that just comes out in the road, says my IDI campers and all that? Do you know what I mean? What you know, what, what, what what's going off, man? Um, so basically, I've lived here for I've had this house six years now, um, and. For the last six years, it has been a case that from one o'clock-ish, they're kind of a bit stingy about who can go on the road. From two o'clock, they kind of shut the road and, you know, that's it until three o'clock and then you can go out again. Then it's closed at five o'clock, et cetera. Um, we had letters through this week from the ca- – well, last week from the council saying that certain roads, like, so I live just off Leppins Lane um, on one of the side roads there. I won't say which because – People are fucking weird. Um, so I live just off Leppins Lane and we've had a letter basically saying that on a event day, not a match day, an event day, that they can close my road between 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. Uh, at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m., sorry. And that is the kind of standard. Um, so that is obviously people aren't happy. Um, the majority of people on all of these roads around Leppins Lane don't go to the football. So for me, it's it's a bit of an issue, like I said, because I can't go to own bargains or do a big shop. But for my next door neighbour who's a community nurse or my neighbour over the road who's a carer, it's a bit of an issue that they can't get out on a Saturday. Um, yeah. It's it's kind of, there's nothing set in stone yet. It's all kind of very wishy-washy. Um, the local barber, Emma, is running a petition, so we've all kind of signed that and seen what happens with it. Um, it's it's just a bit of a nightmare. I mean, I come at it from quite a personal angle at the moment um, that I don't want to talk about too much because I will cry. Um, but my dad has MS um, following his cancer and all that shit. He's now got MS and it's quite severe. And he has a lot of falls. Um, and for him, the walk just around, it sounds like nothing, but just walking down one of the side roads from, they park on Middlewood Road. Um, he comes to the pub before as, as a drink or a cup of tea or whatever, and then has to walk around to the North Stand. It's quite a long walk. Um, it's 10, 15 minutes. And since 
I'm not saying there's any direct correlation because my dad is also the kind of person that won't go and talk to the people at the North Stand and say, I need to go in this entrance because I've got MS because he's a bloke from Sheffield. Um, every single game since this has been put in place, he's had a very severe fall after the match. Um, and the guy who sits just next to me at the football, he has severe cerebral palsy. He has also been made to walk all the way around to the Peniston Road side of things. It just seems, oh, I'm trying to be diplomatic, but it seems absolutely fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, we had Stoke at home, 700 fans from Stoke, and we all had to walk all the other way around onto the one of the main arterial routes into the city that is Peniston Road. It is. It's a huge road. It's a very, very busy road. It, Every minute of the night, like I can't have my bedroom window open because all I can hear is Peniston Road, like from eight o'clock in the morning till three o'clock in the morning. There are always cars whizzing up and down because it's it's an arterial route. And the way that this has been managed has been absolutely appalling. I don't I don't mean from the club side of things. Uh, I think they have kept dignity. They've they've obviously there's a reason they're being quiet. I think. People are complaining, saying the club's not saying anything. I think we've all got to look at it and go, there's a reason they're not saying anything. They're fighting this. There's there's something going on that they are fighting. But as it stands, it's an absolute piggin joke. So, I mean, I think the issue with this, and, and I think, Laura, you and I have spoke about it before, um, the issue in this is that they don't seem to be judging each case on its merits. Laura, did it come no. from something like... Uh, like a Sheffield United game is that is that what it was? Because for me to to, to 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 you know bring this level of pedant to to seven hundred Stoke fans seems a bit ridiculous, no? Oh yeah, completely ridiculous. Because there's never been any any other issues um, of, of modern terms. Let's put it that way. Um, the report that all this has spiralled from was based on one man's opinion uh, who was an expert drafted in from, I think, University of Manchester and based off the back of one Steel City derby. So it's completely skewed um, logic to me. It it should be on a case-by-case basis. If... if let, let's go and look at um, Preston's police, right? Yeah. Look what they did with Leeds the other week, where uh, they had a midweek match with Leeds. They policed them on their behaviour, not their reputation. And they had zero arrests, zero pyros. They let them drink, which they hadn't previously let them do on the concourse. There was no trouble whatsoever. And it's because they treated them like human mm-hmm. beings. Mm-hmm. And this is what they're not doing at the moment with us, is that they are treating us as a case where the presumption is always that there's going to be some mm-hmm. kind of trouble. Like guilty before proven innocent type of thing or, or whatever the way exactly. around it is. Exactly. I mean, have we ever had any trouble with Stoke before? <laughs> no. <laughs> Stoke at home on a cold Tuesday night. I mean, who's going to fucking kick off with it? We're Stoke. I think one of the main things as well was with the Sheffield United game, it was it was bad policing. I'm sorry, arrest me all you want. It was awful policing. So there was a point that my friend who's a United home Which noise, wasn't mentioned in the report. Well, no, obviously not. Why would awful policing at Hillsborough be mentioned in a report? Um but my friend is a Sheffield United season ticket holder, home and away. She goes to every single game. Um, she's the one that I will happily take stick off because she goes through the same shit that I do week in, week out. She's gone out when they've been relegated, we've been promoted. I had to go out and do a shot to Chris Wilder this year. I was fuming. But, you know, you do it because she's she's there as well. And she rang me from being kettled outside the North Stand and was just like, can we get to your house? There's like 10 of us. Is there any way you can come and help us and get us into your house so at least we know we're safe? So I went down. I actually couldn't get them out, but I would have happily had 10, 15, 20 United fans just stood around waiting to be safe. Like, it's not, you know, we're all Sheffield, aren't we? It wasn't an issue at all. Um, 
But then, so she rang me. I tried to get to her. I couldn't get to her. She said she was okay. They were like she was fine. She was lo- like a load of friends and family. And I walked back up from the south stand onto Catchbar Lane to go to the Riverside Cafe, who I still don't think we've sorted out the sponsorship with. So fuck them. <laughs> so I walked up. To, <laughs> I walked up to Catchbar Lane and. I could see to my right-hand side, they were marching these 4,000 Sheffield United fans down Catchball Lane. To my left-hand side, I could see probably 50, 60 hooligans from Sheffield Wednesday stood waiting. And I said to a policeman nearby, I was like, do you not think there's going to be an issue in a minute? There's 50 hooligans stood there on the corner. And he went, oh, shit, yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) He just... Literally marking mm. families into the abyss. It was just ridiculous. And that was not the club. That was not the stewarding. That was nothing but South Yorkshire police. And the more that we are condemned to this sort of ridiculous home match sort of mentality that we have to walk miles around the ground. We have to, you know, leave when they say we leave and all that shit. I'm sorry. It ain't us. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, I have no trust in South Yorkshire Police when it comes to football at Hillsborough for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I was born in the 80s, so I've seen that. But also, you'll not forget, I reported somebody for racism the other year that was blatant outside the ground. And guess what? They did fuck all. Mm-hmm. So I have absolutely no respect for them on them. Well, I have respect for the police, obviously. But South Yorkshire Police and a match day, doesn't acquaint with me. I would rather we drafted him Preston North End's police, mm-hmm. who actually seem to have a brain cell between them and can manage a football game. You know, we're not all hooligans. Even the, the nutcases and the knobheads that we have aren't that bad if they're controlled properly. Yeah. And as it stands, I'll it's just now. they're just winding them up. I've I've been on North Stand since I've had my season ticket on North Stands for going on 30 years now right and i can count on one hand the times that i've walked out at back of lane and felt even remotely awkward and not not even like frightened it's just a bit ooh, that might kick off a bit in 30 years and i've walked out of there on my own plenty because my aunt goes out a different entrance so i've never felt scared walking out of there I've never felt like it was going to kick off to the extent that I was going to be in danger. But we are now being treated as if this is going to happen week in, week out. And it's not right. There is something, you're right, there's something not right about all this. I agree with you. It. But uh, if you've got any, any you want to share with us at TWWcast on Twitter, Laura, if anybody can get hold of you on the Twitterings, how are you available, my darling? I'm at EI Store. Is that how you pronounce it? That's EI how Store. I, it. I, I think <laughs> I've been it, saying. I didn't know what it was until recently when somebody said it and I went, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yes. I can explain the offside rule. Is that correct? Is I I, I, I like that. I like the uh, I like the flippant dig. Uh, Vic, what about yourself? Uh, you can follow the podcast at TWWcast. I don't <laughs> want you to follow me on Twitter. Yeah, well, if you want to send any vitriol, she's she's, she's there somewhere. You'll have to you have to search for her. And <laughs> what about you, Ash? Ashtophelis. Ah, uh, yeah. You can find me on at Rogers Ash on the Twitter. All right. Well, thanks a lot for joining us. My name's Dan Fodge, at Dan Fodge on Twitter. Don't forget, we've got TWWcast on Facebook and on Twitter. And thanks a lot. See you later. Keep up to date with the Wednesday Week on Twitter at TWWcast or on our website, thewednesdayweek.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.